Good morning and welcome to the Daily Oz. It is Thursday, the 30th of June. A big shout out to everybody who cares about the end of the financial year, both as a consumer, if you're looking to buy something before the tax return season comes upon us, or if you work in finance, I know this is a big day for you as well. The Christmas of finance, they call it. So happy Eophus to everyone. Billy, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking through the latest revelations from the January 6 hearings over in the US. It doesn't paint the best picture of President Trump, and we'll tell you why in the deep dive. But first, what is making headlines this morning? Uber and the Transport Workers Union have signed an agreement that will provide minimum pay and conditions for the gig economy, and they say it's the first time a rideshare or food delivery company has formed a deal with a union in Australia. Tony Burke, the Federal Minister for Employment and Workplace Relations, said the agreement was a significant deal that recognises gig workers need more rides. To overseas news now, and Turkey has agreed to withdraw its objection to Sweden and Finland joining Western military alliance NATO after previously holding concerns over the country's stance on Kurdish groups, which they regard as terrorist organisations. A trilateral deal was struck between the leaders of those three nations on the eve of the NATO summit in Spain, also being attended by our Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, which allows Sweden and Finland to take the next step towards full membership of NATO. At least 52 inmates have been killed and 30 are injured after a fire broke out during a prison riot in Colombia on Tuesday morning. The prisoners were trying to block prison guards from stopping an escape attempt. According to the head of Colombia's prison agency, inmates set their mattresses on fire, which, quote, created a cascade effect that spread to virtually the whole block. And today's good news, an appeals court in Poland has ruled that four municipalities with LGBT-free zones must be removed. These zones sought to ban what was seen as the promotion of homosexuality, but was ordered to be scrapped after a legal challenge from the Polish Human Rights Ombudsman. All right, Billy, let's turn our attention to Washington, D.C., where we've had a fresh batch of January 6 hearings this week after they began earlier this month. And I think there's enough here to bring our audience a bit of a check in as to some of the revelations we've heard from the hearings. First, I want you to tell me what exactly these hearings are about and what the implications could be for the former president, Donald Trump. So first, Sam, just quickly, the Jan 6 hearings, they relate to the events of the attack on the US Capitol in 2021. I'm sure many of you remember it. I remember being glued to my TV screen when it happened. And what happened was thousands of Trump supporters stormed the Capitol and they were falsely claiming that there had been a fraudulent presidential election when Trump was defeated by the current US President Joe Biden. And so the Capitol is where both houses of the US Congress meet, so the House of Representatives and the Senate. And at the time of the attack, it was being used to finalise the votes for the 2020 election. So it's just a formal process to certify those results. And so this hearing is being conducted by a select House of Representatives committee, and it's bipartisan. So it has members on it that are both from the Republicans and from the Democrats. And their role is to investigate the attack on the Capitol, and they'll document their findings in a report that is due out in about September. And are we talking here about a criminal trial? 
No, so Donald Trump can't be prosecuted or sentenced to some sort of penalty during these hearings. That's not their role here. But it can refer people to the Department of Justice for criminal prosecution. And so the US Attorney General Merrick Garland will ultimately make that decision on whether to prosecute Trump or not. And he has confirmed that he's paying close attention to these hearings, as is millions of Americans and people all over the world. I've seen some of the TV numbers for these hearings, and it's serious primetime viewing for a big chunk of America. Now, we clearly know the significance of these hearings. It's really, really important conversations for America and the world to be having. Why is it making news today? So it relates to the most recent committee hearings this week, which have delved into more detail about Trump's actual movements and behaviour on the day of January 6th when the riots were occurring. And so to paint the picture, Sam, Trump held a rally on the same day as the riots in Washington, in which he urged his supporters to go to the Capitol and show courage to protect the US democracy. And I don't know if you remember any of that speech, Sam, but he was once again claiming that it was fraudulent and that the election had been stolen by the Democrats. Here's a quick snippet of that speech. And after this, we're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down anyone you want. But I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them, because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. So that clip you just listened to was taken from about the 15-minute mark of Trump's speech on the 6th of January. And about 10 minutes later, supporters were filmed leaving the rally and heading to the Capitol. And in that clip, you might have noticed that Trump said he would join his supporters at the Capitol. And so this never happened, which has caused the actual whereabouts of Trump while his supporters attacked the Capitol to be put under the microscope this week. So this week, we're finding out about where Trump actually was and also how he was talking to those around him and what he wanted to do versus what the people around him were advising him to do. And so what's the general understanding from the hearing? Did Trump want to go to the Capitol? Was he in hiding? Where was he? Yes. So what we've found out is that he did want to go to the Capitol. He really wanted to go to the Capitol. So during the hearing this week, we heard from Cassidy Hutchinson, who worked for the former White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows. And in her testimony, Hutchinson said that Trump demanded that he be taken to the Capitol after his speech. And so she heard about this from another White House staff member, a man whose name is Anthony Onato, who Hutchinson refers to in the clip you're about to hear as Tony. And Hutchinson is describing Trump's reaction to being told he would be going back to the White House and the action he took at the time against Robert Engel, who is a member of Trump's security team. And in the clip you're about to hear, Hutchinson calls him Bobby. The president had very strong, very angry response to that um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. 
We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. And Hutchinson went on to say that Trump used the arm that Angle wasn't holding to lunge at Angle's collarbone area. Not a great look for the former president. So if we zoom out a little bit, it's clear that the events of January 6 were the culmination, the peak of tension between Trump, his supporters and his political opponents. Did Hutchinson, as this key witness in the hearings, shed any more light on the events that happened after the presidential election? Because remember, it was two months before January 6 or in the immediate lead up to the Capitol attacks. Yeah, so it turned out to be quite an explosive testimony from Hutchinson. She also spoke of Trump's anger when other White House officials didn't support his voter fraud claims following the election. So Hutchinson said that in December 2020, after the then Attorney General William Barr publicly debunked claims of voter fraud, Trump apparently threw his lunch against a wall in the White House dining room. And she said that she learned about the incident from the staff member who had to clean the tomato sauce that was dripping off the wall, which according to Hutchinson also left a shattered plate on the ground. And in her testimony, Hutchinson also said that Trump knew that his supporters attending the rally had weapons on them and that key advisers, including Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, thought something big would happen on the 6th of January. She also said that Trump saw nothing wrong with the treatment that then-Vice President Mike Pence was receiving from his supporters who chanted to, quote, hang Mike Pence over his refusal to reject the election results. Now, it would only be fair in this podcast to hear what the former president had to say because there's obviously been a lot of allegations put towards him. Now, we also know that he's banned from Twitter, which is the main way that he would communicate with his followers and with the media. Have we heard from President Trump? Yes. Well, we also know that Trump isn't one to keep quiet. So Trump has replied to the testimony via his Truth Social social media platform, where he called Hutchinson's account of events fraudulent and a fake story. He also said that it wouldn't have been possible for him to grab the steering wheel of a White House vehicle and said that he wouldn't want anyone with weapons to enter his rally. It's certainly been a tough seven days and a couple of months for America. There seems to be a lot of reckoning that the country is doing towards its political systems, its courts and how it identifies itself as a democracy. That's all we've got time for on today's edition of The Daily Oz. If you enjoyed what you heard, we would love a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. These little tiny things that listeners can do make a massive difference to us as an independent media company. Until then, we'll speak to you in July. Have a great day.